0: What's going on, everybody? Zach Rosenblatt here for the No Huddle Show Quarantine Edition. I'm here with Mike K. We're both holed up in our homes. I haven't been able to leave for very much, like you all. Uh, It's a crazy time right now, but the NFL is sort of back. They're going on according to plan. We're going to be able to cover free agency this week. It's not really what I expected. I, I don't know about you, Mike. How did you feel going into this?
1: Did I think we were going to have to deal with coronavirus? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> yeah.
0: Did did you know about I mean I I clearly didn't because I traveled to the UK a little over a week ago. But um but yeah, you know I, I I don't think I expected for HC to start on time. The NFL pretty much announced today that it will. The CBA also passed not I mean it was almost 50-50 on votes, but like did you coming into it especially with everything that's happened over the last like 4 days? Like did you think they were going to start on time?
1: No, absolutely not. And I talked to several people in the league that didn't think they were. I got a a text message from an agent like maybe an hour ago. I can't believe they're doing this on time. You know, there there's the point of you know safety, but then there's also the point of optics. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There are people dying. There are people that are very sick who are being quarantined, and we're talking about guys getting thirty million dollars over three years. You know what I mean? So it's. It's one of those things where I think it's delicate no matter what, but, uh, you and I talked off the air. I mean, it could get worse before it gets better. And so there is no real true good timeline for this to happen. The league still needs to have the season still needs to happen. They still need to hit their marks in September. Um, you know, maybe the draft can move, but free agency. I think, from a fan standpoint, a lot of people are looking forward to this because there's not much going on otherwise.
0: Yeah, I think that I, I have a feeling the NFL made this decision because of that point. That you know, the idea of pushing it back two weeks, which I was in favor of. In two weeks, it might be worse. Like you know, we're not. I'm not an expert on the coronavirus. I do know Italy's going through quite a bit of stuff right now. I think they're in on like day ten or fourteen or something like that. And we haven't reached that, obviously, in the U.S. So, like, it's very possible it only gets worse before it gets better. And if it gets worse in two weeks, then that obviously is not a good time to conduct free agency. And then all of a sudden you're pushing back the league year. And, you know, like you said, they kind of have to start at the very beginning of September or whatever the date is. So I am feeling that's part of it. It still feels weird. You know, this is our job. We're going to cover the free agency. We both enjoy doing it but it still feels weird to like to be talking about this stuff when like there's just so much craziness going on every hour you look and there's a new update about something crazy. So it, it's, it's crazy. We hope everybody's staying safe out there and keeping their social distance from everybody else. But um, we're going to cover free agency, just like it's a regular free agency. Cause that's what the NFL is uh, treating it as. But yeah, you know, the, the NFL draft I think is going to be the interesting thing because what was it? CDC just came out with an announcement, right? What was it? You can't have 50 people in a, in a gathering or what?
1: But they're recommending it. They're not yeah. They're not saying that it can yeah, yeah, happen, yeah. but they are strongly recommending it. And the draft is in about six and a half weeks, uh, or a little over six weeks, I believe. And so math is not my strong suit. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, I get it. I would push it back. Um, the draft? Yeah, I mean, like, I would push it back, but I also go into it thinking you know what, if we're, if, if we're putting these kids at a disadvantage and we want to stick to our guns, let's just do a digital uh, studio draft where ESPN and NFL Network are basically our narrators through this whole draft process. Um, I know some people really dig players going up and hugging Goodell and doing all that stuff. <laughs> this isn't pro wrestling. I don't think you need an audience for this. I don't think you need the reaction. Um I also don't think you really need the, the glitz and glamour of it all. This is about hardcore draft fans. Most people, if they're watching beyond the first round of the draft, they're not focusing on, you know, Flipper the Dolphin making the f- <laughs> fifth-round pick for the Dolphins. You know what I mean? So I, I would push it back out of, of the benefit for the kids and maybe the teams in the scouting process because there are kids with injuries. There are kids with character issues that need to attest for those concerns but otherwise if you're going to keep it as normal do a studio show it's fine
0: yeah i mean i I think the reason you push it beyond the just the impact of the coronavirus and all that um is that you know in in person the workouts at the at a team's facility or whatever the visits top 30 visits have been postponed or canceled um pro days have been postponed you know and so teams haven't really been able to interact with guys. That's, I think NFL mandated you can talk to a guy for a certain amount of time on a video conference or phone call, and a certain amount of guys per week. But that's like just not the same thing. Um, so teams are really going—you're really going to learn how well the t- a team did their scouting. You know, in reality, they should be fine at this point. They should be able to scout throughout a season and know how good a guy is. The guys haven't played games since then. Things change, obviously, but. I think you're really going to see which teams are the best drafters if they don't really get to reignite the process in the normal way.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, you're going to have to rely heavily on the tape scouts are going to have to rely heavily on the relationships they've made on the road. I mean, this is, this is going to be a test for everybody involved. I think, you know, guys with character issues and guys with injury histories are going to drop in this draft. If they don't get the opportunity to show themselves in pro days and visits um there are guys who are who are speed demons that need to show that they can catch well in pro day visits a guy like uh, hamler from penn state was a guy that a lot of people were really looking forward to seeing um you know do his stuff so i i think it's a weird it's a weird spot for the league to be in but in the grand scheme of things there's bigger things in the world if you went from being a fourth round pick to an undrafted free agent if you're good you're gonna make the team so um, I mean, I guess there's that solace. I know there's a lot of agents that are really frustrated right now, but I mean, free agency is happening as, as usual. I, I'll tell you this. I don't think OTAs are going to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Uh, I
1: at, think- the very, at the very
0: least, those team off season workouts are not going to happen for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, I could see them just skipping all team, uh, I can see them uh, forgetting they'll, they'll get rid of OTAs, but they'll maybe have a rookie mini camp and then they'll have, you know, mandatory mini camp, that three day stretch of workouts. And then they'll send them on their merry way to training camp, but maybe they'll make training camp an extra week, but not with, you know, practice or something, but they're going to have to adjust because I, I can't imagine OTA starting on time and I can't imagine them, really giving no time in between OTAs and training camp just because the season is such a grind. I can't imagine the NFLPA being cool with that. So
0: I mean I mean and shoot for all we know by July this thing might not be figured out. Like nobody knows re- in reality.
1: Yeah I mean this is this you know it puts everybody's job at risk. You know, I, I've seen a lot on Twitter of uh, people complaining about you know the CDC's warnings, but there are people that work in factories. There are people that do certain things and so it's just like overall, it's just hard to really kind of stomach and process because you know, we don't know. Uh, it, it some to some people it feels like the end of time, but uh, you know, my kid's daycare isn't closing, so I oh, really
0: that's yeah. kind of surprising. I guess that makes sense because he's a kid, but still, I don't know, yeah, that seems crazy to I me mean, anyway. So, so we're gonna do a full on free, free agency preview here. Before we do though, what like what like has what have the last few days been like in the k household like what have you been doing to pass the time? Have you gone out for groceries like what what's your story been?
1: I've just been doing my job uh you know something that I'm okay at, I guess but uh yeah you luckily know, with our, with our job,
0: we can work from home. we're lucky enough in that way,
1: yeah, I mean, well, if there's no football, who knows, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I've just been kind of chilling at home. I, I'm kind of the de- – I, I was already self-quarantined before any of this stuff hit the fan. Well, I mean, well, was, you're,
0: well you're sick every other day. So. Yeah,
1: I, well, which is weird because like the first 30 years of my life, I almost never got sick. And then I moved up to the Northeast again, and I, I'm suddenly sick all the time. But I also have a kid who's in daycare, as I mentioned. So they say the first years the toughest. But um, – <laughs> you know, it's been, it's been fine. Uh, broke some uh, team visit news before they closed down the team visits. Uh, Louisiana Tech cornerback Amik Robertson and um, uh, sorry, names escaping me. Oh, uh, Wyoming linebacker Logan Wilson also visited the team. Actually, Logan Wilson was visiting the Eagles organization while they were announcing to stop visits. So that was interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Both of those guys, athletic dudes, a little undersized, but they're they're pure athletes. They were really productive in college. I think the Eagles will definitely have interest in both of them. They both project around the third to fourth round range. Um, yeah, and I've just been making calls about free agency, about stories, um, a lot of which have fallen through due to the coronavirus. So it's been an up and down sort of week, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so for me, I, was, I, I took my vacation. I saw the stretch in between... Uh, the combine and free agency. And I saw a window there and my girlfriend was going out uh, to the UK for externship. So I went to Scotland with her. And funnily enough, like the at the beginning of the trip, I was like super sick with a cold uh, mind you. And I got her sick. So we get to the airport for a flight. Flying sick is the most miserable thing. One of the most miserable things in the world. We were, it was a terrible day, but we got there. We're both coughing up a storm. Hers in particular, she's like coughing in the airport and people are like giving her dirty looks because it's kind of a, a tough time to be a coffer right now, um, but we t- did like <laughs> that's a t
1: shirt.
0: That's a t. <laughs> t- that's a t shirt. <laughs> but uh, but like it was, it was, we both were like we're for sure gonna get quarantined, aren't we? Like we were convinced we were because we were just like looked like crap, we sounded like crap, and just nobody even like questioned us or looked at us or anything. We got through customs pretty easy in the UK, and then she's still out there. But I um, I got back the day before. Right. Uh, Donald Trump announced the, like the travel ban. Uh, it turns out like I think U.S. citizens are fine coming back anyway. But like there was a moment there where everybody I knew was like, "Man, you ch- you got it just under the wire." And it, it was just like it's just the craziness of me traveling like right when this all hit is just crazy. And it, I mean, she so she's out there for her externship and she's being told to go home early as you can imagine. So just it's just been wild. But you know, the last few days just been buckling down. And I went through Trader Joe's yesterday, and they it was it kind of blew my mind how like empty everything was in there. Like I've never seen anything like it. There was nothing in the frozen section.
1: It's like going through a hurricane. That's the only yeah. thing that I can compare. I guess you to. you lived,
0: you lived in Florida. I never experienced yeah. anything like that in my life. So yeah, but yeah, I figured we'd share our stories because everybody's kind of going through stuff right now. So we, yeah. So- hey,
1: and before we do that, listen, Eagles extra. I, I know you guys want to kill time. I'm doing all day AMAs throughout, throughout this. Cause look, I've got to kill time. Uh, I love my job and I love communicating with you guys. So sign up for Eagles extra with free agency right now. There's no better time to sign up Two free weeks. Uh, you can look for it on any article we, we post on, on uh, NJ.com slash Eagles sign up two weeks free. If you hate it and hate me, you can unsubscribe, but we're going to have all the free agent information you need. We'll have news before it hits Twitter. Um, We'll get all my scoops on there. Uh, and, you know, come and ask me questions. There's no limit. If you need to kill time or you're bored, hit me up.
0: Hit him up, guys. Bother him as much as you possibly can. It's something I enjoy. So I
1: yeah, so that I don't bother Zach. That's kind of his. Yes, that's, that's a why point. quiet. quiet. Yeah, text, te-
0: text Mike so he doesn't text me. This is what I want you guys to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're the worst.
0: Uh, I mean, I, I had to make fun of you at least once. All right. Um all right, so let's so just like we're gonna get into our free agency preview now, just to give you like guys a little lay of the land of what we're gonna go over. You know, we're gonna go through all the Eagles free agents, we're gonna discuss, you know, a, a major storyline right now, and then we're gonna kinda go through each of the Eagles' uh positions of need and kinda you know, we're each gonna name a guy that we think they could realistically sign um in the next couple days and and then at the end i have some news for you guys i'm gonna share with you but you have to get to the end of the podcast to get to that so nice little did you say eagle is what did i
1: yeah i think so but whatever that's a t-shirt too um (laughs) the eagle is uh all right so you lead and i'll follow
0: (laughs) all right so let's let me let me pull up the eagles free agents real quick um let's see we can we can start with uh Let's start with Jason Peters, because I think he's been a big topic Mm -hmm. this offseason. It's calmed down a little bit since the Eagles uh, announced that they were going to let him explore free agency. But what do you think happens with him?
1: He's heading elsewhere, for sure. Uh, I, I think, you know, they didn't want to, you know, cut the cord just in case maybe his market's terrible, But his market isn't going to be terrible. There's enough teams in the league that need left tackles. I wouldn't be shocked if since a team like Cincinnati or a team like Cleveland or or um, you know a a team looking for a stopgap left tackle to maybe you know take a year and kind of help out a younger quarterback. Um, He's a guy who said that he's been willing to play right tackle. I don't see it happening, but I could see him definitely playing left tackle for a team like the Cleveland Browns or. I'm trying to think of other teams. The uh, what call it? Uh, oh man, I'm like totally blanking. I had like a bunch of lists. like a team <laughs> like the Car- a team like the Cardinals. I could see them maybe moving DJ Humphreys over to right tackle. I was
0: I was, th- tackle. I was thinking Cardinals too, yeah, and it, a young quarterback.
1: But they just signed DJ Humphreys, so I, I don't know how uh, that'll go. Um, I mean, the J- Jets, they- the, J- the, Jets, the, Jets. the Jets, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Jets make the most sense probably of, of the group because of the Joe Douglas connection. The fact that he wouldn't have to really move anywhere. I mean, I know he's in Texas during the offseason, but you know, I think it'd be a little bit more convenient. Plus, he's got an established quarterback there. The division, if Brady leaves, is gonna be pretty wide open. So maybe that's an option for him.
0: Yeah, I think that I think he's gonna have pretty big interest on the free agent market, to be honest with you. Um I would guess he'd probably make somewhere like the six to eight million dollar range, right? I, yeah, up. I
1: wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if he made more, to be honest. Yeah, I, yeah the,
0: the Spotrac has him valued at seven point eight million a year. Yeah, for I, one, could, I mean, for I, could one
1: see to, I could see eight to nine.
0: Yeah, all right. Uh, Ronnie McLeod, I think he's an interesting. One, it kind of ties into a guy we're going to talk about later. But what what do you think? Play? I, I don't feel like he's coming back.
1: See, I don't feel like he's coming back either. But I I happen to know that they did try to get something done during the season. They tabled it for the off season, and the fact that we haven't really heard anything about it since. Kind of leaves me. I mean, look, there are better free safeties on the open market. I think this is a decent safety class as well for the draft. Um, And he's 30. So, like, if you can change that up, you should. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins, regardless of Malcolm Jenkins status.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I think he's going to have interest in free agency. I don't know if it'll be a lot, but I mean, like, he's a veteran safety and they kind of always have a place. Although, safeties lately haven't gotten as much money, like the middle of the pack guys. Right. So I'm, I'm very curious to see what like his. It's probably like a one year deal type of thing. Um, Ronald Darby, I think we both agree he's not coming back. What, nice, what do you think? I wonder if a guy like the Jets or something like that brings, really? or, the, or, or the Bills bring him back, or like something like that.
1: I can see the Lions being interested just because. yeah, oh, Cory Unlin, yeah, Corey Unland. Yeah. But he had no market last year, and he is coming off we'll this year, Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be rough.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, let's go to the other corner, Jalen Mills. I do think he will have some interest, but it still feels like he's coming back here.
1: Absolutely. I think, you know, if the rumors are true that they're really into Byron Jones, Mm -hmm. they're going to go all out of Byron Jones. I think Jalen Mills makes sense as a one year number two corner, uh, which is what I think he'll, he'll want. I think he'll want one year because when you look at this past season, the first seven games, he was on PUP. So He wants to have a healthy year he wants to be in the best spot possible the best way to rehab your value is to be in a place where you're known and you understand the defense and now you got some new blood in in the coaching ranks in mark Mark marquan manuel who is raved about by several people in the industry so i think mills is back for sure
0: yeah and the cool thing for mills people might forget this but he was a seventh round pick so He's going to, whatever his contract is, he's going to make like a significant jump in his salary, which is kind of cool for him. Um, another, okay. Nate, Nate Sudfell is an interesting one. Um, I don't know. I'm curious to see like what sort I mean, he's 26 year old quarterback. He's been in Doug Peterson's system. I would imagine some teams have interest. It probably won't be for much money. It would probably be like a, a prove it deal or a fake three year deal or something like that. Well, you, you kind of have the mind for a lot of the offseason that he wouldn't be back, right? Yeah, I still
1: don't think he's coming back. Um, I think he's got some options. There's a lot of coaching connections there. Sean McVay, who was with him in Washington, is out with the Rams. Um, You know, Frank Reich, if they don't end up going after somebody like Tom Brady or Nick Foles or Phillip Rivers, I could see him going there. Chicago is interesting with John Filippo as a quarterback's coach. Uh, The Bears have long kept like a developmental third-string guy. I think that makes sense there. Um, He'd be cheaper than Chase Daniel, obviously. Um, And then the Raiders are a team that is interesting to me. I I think uh, he fits into the type of prototypical quarterback that um, John Gruden likes. And if they don't draft or sign a guy, I could see them really liking Nate Sudfeld to be the backup to Carr and to kind of push him.
0: I I believe it was uh, Mike Florio that pointed out that um, I think Mike Mayock really liked Nate Sudfeld going into that. Uh, 2017 oh, really? draft. So I think, I mean, that, that's kind of the funny thing about having Mike Mayock as your general manager is that there's receipts on all the guys that he liked yeah. and didn't like. But so I'm pretty sure that's, that that was uh, what it said. But so that, I think the Raiders are a very interesting one for him. This will be a quick conversation. I imagine Nelson Aguilar. Go on. He's going to start <laughs> with the Colts. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and he might do well with it too. Pretty well there, honestly. Um, I'm very curious to see how he does like away from Philadelphia. Cause I feel like the relationship here became toxic for him. So,
1: Sure. Sure. I mean, like, you know, if you don't like where you work and you constantly yep. feel like you're in a toxic environment, you're not going to perform well. So, I mean, it, it makes sense. I, I wish him luck. He's a nice guy.
0: Yep. All right. Vinny Curry.
1: Vinny Curry. See, that's an interesting one to me because there's so many teams that need pass rushers and that can't pay top level pass rushers. Yeah. And he did have kind of a renaissance last year. I think he had four sacks in the last five games. Uh, I think he wants to be back here, but I think his market's going to be pretty good. I could see him ending up somewhere in like Atlanta.
0: Yeah, I think the only way he's back in Phillies if it's like a Tim Jernigan type thing last year, where he goes to free agency, nobody signs him, he comes back. Sure. Uh, let, speaking of that, let's go Tim Jernigan. I I, th- I think somebody will sign him. I don't think he's back.
1: Yeah, he's not back.
0: No. So. I mean, I mean, he showed flashes when he's been healthy. It's just not healthy very often. He's only 27. Joe Douglas obviously liked him quite a bit because he was there when he was drafted in Baltimore and when he was traded to Philly. So um, I feel like the Jets – I mean, I know you did that series and the Jets were almost on there every time, but that's Joe Douglas. That's Joe Douglas's M.O. He goes for guys <laughs> that he knows. Yeah. I mean, we always we used to joke about the Baltimore Ravens guys he used to bring in here all the time. So for sure, uh, uh, let's go Jordan Howard.
1: Are we doing all 14 of these guys or what? No, like, just, just,
0: just the main – just the guys that are, like, actually interesting to me.
1: All right, cool. So, Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard's interesting. It's hard to find him a fit outside of Philly. Uh, Denver kind of makes sense to me, teaming up with Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay. I really like him in Buffalo uh, behind Devin Singletary. Um, but outside of that, it's just, like, really hard. Cleveland, maybe, if if uh, Kareem Hunt isn't re-signed um it's just not a great market if, for to be a free agent running back unless you're like melvin gordon who might do well with the dolphins i, I mean maybe jordan howard goes to arizona if they figure out david johnson like I, it, it, running back's a weird market i think he should be back <clears throat> um i think his value is an, at an all-time low they traded a, a conditional six-round pick for the kid uh so that tells you how much his value is around the league to begin with. And that was before he suffered a lingering shoulder injury. So I I do think uh he'll be back.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like as long as the shoulder thing doesn't linger, um that's almost, it almost as like that was a blessing in disguise for the Eagles. So I think he's just a perfect compliment for Miles Sanders, even if it's not a one-year deal. Um and I, I think that's all the major guys on a, on a minor level, do you think they bring back Hassan Ridgway? I think yeah, I know I they kind of like, they kind of liked him. Yeah.
1: yeah, I do. But I also think they're going to spend on on the defensive tackle position in, in free agency. I think there's some guys out there that make a lot of sense for them.
0: As like a, yeah, as like a third guy. Um, all right, before we go into like who we think they could go after, let's talk Malcolm Jenkins real quick. How how, how do you see that playing out? Because the, there's been no rumblings even of them even approaching him about a new contract. Um, I wonder if he's going to wait to see like what some of these guys get in free agency. I feel like he probably wants to be paid like a top five guy when the Eagles probably want to pay him like a top 10 guy. Maybe. So I, I, it's a, This is a situation that is, feels like it's eking more towards 50-50 him coming back where it might've been like 70-30 a few weeks ago.
1: Yeah. I checked in on it a couple of times. It seems pretty quiet on that front. Uh, Devin McCourty with the Patriots, who's the same age as Jenkins yeah. just, just got a two year deal for 23 million, that's about what I would offer Malcolm and guarantee yeah. this first year of this contract or the, the first year of the two-year contract, like I'd throw out his remaining year. And then, you know what I mean? Like, and just from, from the start, just have it this way. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, he's got the contract option that's due on Wednesday. They can kind of see how the market resets itself You know Anthony Harris is going to get a lot of money if he doesn't get franchised. Um, You know, so I, I think it's in Malcolm's best interest to wait. The problem is if the Eagles kind of put their heels to the ground, he's going to have a tough time holding out just because of the new CBA. You can find guys and find them a lot of money, and you have to take the money. It's not like the old days where you could play fine a guy for $10, for 10 days and then he signs a contract extension you forget about it it's not that way anymore it makes it very difficult to hold out so malcolm could get traded i mean i think at this point if you're not willing to pay him 12 million dollars a year you probably should trade him and maybe see if you can get a better a good player on defense or offense for him
0: yeah and i think the interesting thing is that i think this safety free agent class is quite deep honestly so yeah. Um, if there are guys, I mean, there are guys that kind of have like the Malcolm type where they can play a bunch of positions. And, you know, I, I if there's somebody in free agency that's younger than him that they really like, you know, maybe that's what maybe they want to see how much money a, a guy like that's going to make if they can get him for less than what Malcolm wants kind of thing. I'm, I'm It's going to be interesting because, I mean, the Eagles really don't typically invest all that much in the safety position. Right. I mean, I, I guess they signed Rodney McLeod a few years ago, but his contract wasn't like huge or anything.
1: Right. They're not going to break the bank for it.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's transition and do, we're going to go position by position, like what in, in terms of their needs. And uh, we'll, just we'll both throw a guy that we think is a realistic guy that they might sign in the next couple of days. They're obviously not going to sign all these guys because they're going to devote some of the re- uh assets in the draft. But um, you want to start an offense or defense?
1: Let's start on offense. Cause there's basically one. <laughs> all right.
0: I guess we can start a wide receiver.
1: Uh so I'm going to go to G Sharp from uh, the Tennessee Titans. He's a guy who can play inside-outside, really good route runner, very dependable hands. Um, he'd probably be the fourth or third guy here. He'd be a guy to rotate at the X spot. He'd rotate at the Z spot. He could rotate in the slot. He'd be kind of a, a, a jack-of-all-trades. Um, but he can get open, and he's got dependable hands, and those, those are two things that the Eagles wide receivers didn't have last year.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm going to go with the guy that they were rumored to be interested in earlier this offseason. I'll say Demarcus Robinson. Um, I, I feel like a guy like Prashab Perriman, just because of how many receivers are in this free agency class, is pretty low. He's probably going to get paid more than the Eagles should pay a guy like that. So I think you can get Demarcus Robinson. He can be your third or fourth receiver, and then you use your first-round pick on one of the many receivers that are worthy of a first-round pick.
1: I, yeah, I think that's smart. He'd also be kind of like a fourth guy.
0: Yeah. Um, what what do you think about backup quarterback?
1: I think it's case keenum or bust. And what I mean by that is if you can sign him awesome. If not, you're probably re-signing Nate Sudfeld and drafting a kid probably early on day three. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I like Anthony Gordon from Washington State like a lot. Uh I think he you, you also you know. also
0: like mustache Minshew last year, so you're a big one guy.
1: Yeah, apparently. Um, Didn't see Dillard Dillard coming, though, so I don't know, (laughs) whatever. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, they have three picks in the fourth round, two picks in the fifth round, I believe. So they're, you know, they can afford to draft the developmental guy. Carson's old enough now. He doesn't need, you know, if he's injury-prone, he's injury-prone. That's what it is. You've made your bed. You've got to lie in it. But, like, paying a a backup quarterback – three to four to five to $6 million just at this point with with how much you're paying him and how much you're probably going to invest on defense does not make a lot of sense to me. So it's Case Keenum or bust.
0: I think Case Keenum is the most logical guy there. I, I am intrigued at the idea of Jill Flacco if he gets released.
1: I am too. The problem that I have with that, and I was actually going to bring this up to you. He had such a difficult time, you know, being the mentor to yeah. lamar jackson and drew lock that to me i don't know if i like that plus rich, King, rich gangarella was with him in oh, denver yeah. and he didn't play very well so like i don't know if that's a good fit either another guy to watch if if they do bring back sudfeld and want to bring somebody to push him uh Brandon allen uh mm-hmm. who was with them last year started some games out of no out of nowhere uh, just because he had a background in Scang- with Scang- with a similar offense, to Scangarello's, just because the Shanahan offense and the uh, McVeigh offenses being similar, uh, he could be a guy that could be competition if he doesn't get a restricted tender. But that's probably far down the road.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I would even be okay with doing something like you bring back Josh McCown and you sign a guy like Brandon Allen. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I think McCown is a possibility still if, if he doesn't retire. All right, um, they're probably not gonna go after offensive lineman, i would think unless it's like a veteran guy that's still hanging around a month from now right yeah, a,
1: guy, a guy like kelvin beecham who's been the left tackle yeah. for the jets and the jaguars and the sealers he's getting up there in age he's probably not best fit to be a starter at this point in his career a guy like cordy glenn could be interesting if he's willing to be a swing tackle but other than that i i really i don't know if it makes a lot of sense i my latest mock draft, I had them taking Sadiq Charles from LSU in the third round. I do think they will address the tackle situation. I do think they'll address the center situation. They've got to kind of build pieces. You can't count on Jordan Milata. You can't count on, on you know Matt Pryor. You can't just blankly stare at Andre Dillard and say he's going to be the answer. You've got to put two new guys in that room.
0: All right, let's go to defense. Uh, let's start a corner, which is the big one.
1: Byron Jones, it's Byron Jones or bust on defense. That's the guy. Bradley Roby just signed a, a new deal with the with the Texans. Uh, he would have been the backup plan from for my money. I don't think Bradbury's as good as a lot of people think he is. Uh, corner is a spot they really gotta they gotta nail, and if they don't get Byron Jones, they're probably gonna have to trade for Darius Slay. Uh, I know there are people in the fan base that are kind of split on both ends on that one, but um, for me. It's Byron Jones, a drop off, and then trading a third round pick and maybe a player for for Slay.
0: Yeah, just for the sake of saying somewhat different, because I would have probably said Byron Jones too. If I I, I like the idea of Prince Amukamara of as like a second corner. If for some reason they don't bring back Jalen Mills or something like that.
1: Yeah, that's my guy. He's a perfect locker room fit. Uh, really smart. Um, can play any scheme. That's a good suggestion. I I, I agree. I think. If it, my, my thought process was if they don't get Byron Jones, you pair Bradley Roby with, with Prince of Mucamera. So you're getting two good starters. you you just don't have the one great one. And, you know, I, I'm interested in Mukamara I think that makes a lot of sense. It's a good call.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Hey, you right. know.
0: <laughs> I know what you didn't finish.
1: No, I mean, there's nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't have anything.
0: All right, we'll, we'll go to safety. I'll, I'll go first on this one. Um, this is a guy that he might make it more sense even if uh, Jenkins isn't there, but I, I, I'm intrigued by him. Von Bell on the Saints. I haven't really heard much about him. He's only 25, so he kind of fits what Howie Roseman likes going after. He's not going to be as expensive as these other guys, and he's kind of like Malcolm in the sense that he can kind of line up at a bunch of different – he's not as good, obviously, but, I mean, he, he's a solid player. He's young, and he's the kind of guy that they should be going after in free agency, I think.
1: See, I'm going to go with your old boy, uh, Will Parks, Arizona alum. Huge fan, Philly Will. Philly Will. Uh, Yeah, he's from Philly. Um, He does a lot of things that Malcolm already already does. He played nickel this year for the Broncos prior to that. He was a free safety prior to that. He was a strong safety. Uh, He's probably not going to play the linebacker role, like the dime linebacker role, but I think he's capable of at least playing three different spots. I could see them wanting to move Avante Maddox to free safety and so signing him would allow them to have a competition at free safety and um, nickel cornerback. If they move on from Malcolm Jenkins, maybe it's Maddox at free safety parks at strong safety and Crayball LeBlanc at nickel. That's probably spreading you kind of thin and and making you seem very optimistic. But if you're paying Byron Jones, a ton of money, maybe that makes sense.
0: I, I would be very happy if Will Parks got here. That's a, he's a great dude. Media-wise, it would be great. <laughs> He's the
1: Prince um, of of safeties for us. <laughs>
0: He's just like a funny, like, good dude. I, I, I covered him when he was at University of Arizona, full disclosure. All right. Um, linebacker, who do you got?
1: Uh, Nick Kitakowski from – quite a Kowski, sorry, from Chicago. Um, from what I understand, there probably will be interest there. He's a guy who can play all three linebacker spots. He's just never really been a starter, but he started eight games this past year. Averaged just four yards per catch uh, going against him this year. Uh, when he was in the lineup, they were a better run defense than with the guys in front of him. He's a guy I could see them making their next Nigel Bradham, where he probably starts at one spot, plays all three downs. They're going to depend on him. He'll probably get around six to seven million a year.
0: You, you don't think he gets more than that?
1: No, I think there's like this like weird thought process. Like Blake Martinez, Blake Martinez wants over $10 million. He's going to be very disappointed. This is a decent linebacker class, and yeah. people just don't pay linebackers unless they're elite-level guys. I could see Littleton getting maybe like 14 or 15 but like outside of that.
0: Yeah, and I could see Schober getting 10 also. Those would be the two
1: guys. Right, but here's the thing too is now you're seeing Kirksey, Nigel Bradham, and uh, Tahir Whitehead all hitting the market before free agency. That's going to have an impact on value as well. There's more guys – and probably cheaper bounce to feed, which dilutes the market as well.
0: Well, you just took a guy who I was going to say actually. I was I was going to say Christian Kirksey, um, and he, he's visited a few teams. He hasn't visited with the Eagles necessarily. Um, he's twenty seven, turning twenty eight in August, and he's coming off a season where he'll only played two games. But by all accounts, he's like a great teammate. Um, he's been really productive when he's healthy, and he's the kind of like buy low guy that he kind of likes to go after in free agency at linebacker.
1: Yeah, he's got a D'Amico Ryan's like. Uh, quality to him. It seems like very good locker room guy. Really successful very on, early on in his career. Can do pretty much what you want him to do from a from a general defensive standpoint. He's not going to wow you, but he can tackle well. He's going to lead the team. He's going to be a captain. He's a vocal guy, and he's going to be great in the locker room in the community.
0: All right, defensive tackle. Who you got?
1: Javon Hargrave from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now he's known as mostly a run stopper, but he's. Really quietly, a pretty good pass rusher as well. He's a guy that I would have immediately fill the Tim Jernigan role. My my, what I would do is I would have him start opposite uh, Fletcher Cox and have Malik Jackson rotate in. That was the plan to kind of do with Timmy Jernigan before Malik Jackson got injured and, and Fletcher Cox recovered from his own foot injury. Hargreaves is a guy who you know is still in his mid twenties. He's got a lot of football to play. I like him a lot. I think he'll be probably if, if they. If my list plays out properly, he'd be the second highest-paid free agent that they bring in outside of Byron Jones. They need to invest in the future of this defensive tackle position. They need better pass rush. And to me, you're not going to sign a big-name defensive end because internally the thought process is that they believe in Derek Barnett. So they're going to attack defensive tackle here with Malik Jackson and Fletcher Cox aging and both coming off foot injuries within the last 12 months. I think it's a smart move.
0: Yeah. Sticking with like the idea of signing a young guy. Um, I was looking at Malik Collins from the Cowboys. Yeah,
1: okay.
0: uh, I, I think the Cowboys are going to have a lot of, they have a lot of free agents that are hitting free agency and they're going to have a tough time signing a lot of them because they have to get Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott back and they're going to lose Byron Jones almost for sure. Um, He's a guy that I think they could develop into becoming a starter next to Fletcher Cox down the line. Yeah, um, Defensive end. This would be the last one, I guess.
1: Yeah, this is a tough one for me, Um, and I, you know, I've gone back and forth on this, like, I don't know, and I'm basically buying time in my brain while I'm talking to you, (laughs) Um, you know, it's weird, like, Vic Beasley would be cool on a one-year deal, because I think he would be, he would be, like, a really good ad, he's got a background with Marquand Manuel, the guy I think that kind of makes a lot of sense for them from a rotational standpoint, though, is a guy like um, Stephen Weatherly. He's a buy low guy, uh, not going to get a ton of sacks. Emmanuel Ogba is interesting. But like this DN class is not very good. And I'm not really sure what their plan is there, but I don't really like the options.
0: Yeah, you know, a guy that intrigues me, but he—I don't know how much he's going to cost. Is Derek Wolf on the Broncos? He is thirty. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, he can play inside or outside, which uh, Jim Schwartz obviously is a big fan of, and he's—he's pro- he's an upgrade over Vinnie Curry and probably over Josh Sweat. So, I mean, he'd be interesting. But I feel like they're more likely to just draft a edge rusher than sign one of these guys. Would be my guess.
1: And that's what I would do when you have, when you're paying Brandon Graham and you've got and you're paying Fletcher Cox. They're going to need to draft some guys. I wouldn't completely rule out Sharif Miller, even though he basically redshirted last year. Uh, there's still Deshaun Hall, who's everybody's favorite guy until so he plays. Um, and then Josh Sweat is a guy who I have a lot of faith in as far as his development. So, yeah, I can't see them spending heavily at defensive end. But defensive tackle, I definitely see them spending there.
0: Yeah. Um. All right, Anything? anything else you want to say about free agency before we wrap up?
1: How he's going to make at least two big trades? Uh, he does it almost every yeah, year. Yeah, that's,
0: I was going to say we haven't. Nobody's really talked about like the trade thing because we've all been so focused on like Byron Jones. But I was thinking about that today. I've, I feel like we're sleeping on the idea of him even trading for like a wide receiver or something like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you don't know guys are available. I mean, Stephon yeah. Diggs keeps trying to get his, his way out of out of Minnesota. A guy that I'm kind of interested in is Curtis Samuel for the mm. Carolina Panthers. He's kind of interesting to me. I haven't really put it out there. I wanted to kind of save it for the podcast so I could kind of talk it out in my own brain and talk to you about it. And I mean, look, that coaching staff is making some very weird moves. Uh, you know, Matt Rule, you've got to follow his rule, and it's <laughs> it, apparently it's making terrible trades. That Okong, well, well, right well, well, I saw,
0: uh, and I, I saw that there. There's like rumors about them shopping Christian McCaffrey or like being open to it or something.
1: That's insane. That is. Yeah insane i'm sorry i don't mean to insult anybody but that's the <laughs> i mean they did just trade 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 turner who's maybe my favorite player in his entire draft class so um and he's like a five-time pro bowler
0: yeah, uh that was a weird trade
1: weird weird trade um but yeah somebody who who i would be interested in because i don't think they would trade uh dj Moore, but Chris Samuels is very interesting to me. He brings speed, he can play multiple roles. I think he's very, very interesting.
0: And he's fast, right? He's a deep threat, so.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Um All right, we can wrap up on that note. Um free age. H- I did say I had some news for you guys, so I'll share that with you before we go. Um I guess it's good news or bad news depending on how you feel about me, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> I so the the news is that I, so this kind of you probably have noticed we haven't been as uh, vigilant with the podcast in recent weeks. Part of that's been me being on vacation or Mike being sick, as always. Before coronavirus, just in case you were worried. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the reason is I've been transitioning over to the Giants beat. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a Giants beat writer for our company now. Um, I won't be covering the Eagles on a full time basis anymore, but we will not be stopping the podcast. We will still be doing the Eagles podcast. Mike and I will be getting it to you. It, we're going to try and get it to you once or twice a week. It probably won't be three times a week anymore, unless we, uh, you know, unless crazy things happen. But um, I'm definitely happy that I still get to do that. I'll I'll still chip in with Mike whenever I can with Eagle stuff. But just wanted to let you guys know if you're confused why I haven't been writing a lot of Eagle stories recently, that is why. And I just wanted to share your, I wanted to share it with you guys first. This this is the breaking news alert, I guess, because it'll be this will be up before I announce it on Twitter tomorrow. So.
1: <laughs> well, and you know, to put a, to put a bow on that too, you know, Zach's probably the best teammate I've ever had as far as beat writing partners and, and writing partners. Uh, I've learned a ton from him. I hope he's learned a few things from me. Uh, maybe what not to do, um, <laughs> but nah, he, this dude's a superstar he's going to continue to crush it. We're going to continue to crush it on this podcast I'll be here because you know I'm here. But um, you know I'm really happy for you, and this is a big move because the Giants are a big beat in 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 our company, and you definitely deserve everything coming you your way.
0: Well, I appreciate that, brother. It's been it's been a great two years. I've, again, I'm not I'm not leaving. I'm not dying. But um, Mike is going to be going solo on the Eagles beat now. So make sure you guys support him. He's going to crush it. Um, he's been breaking some stuff already this off season. So make sure you're following him. And sign up for the Eagles' extra text message. server. I'll still jump in there whenever I can. Every now and then, that'll be mostly Mike, but I'll still be contributing. Um, and the text—I know you're really enjoying doing the text message. Right? Oh man, I love it.
1: I love it, yeah. man. People are really smart. It's—it's it's nothing but diehard fans. It's—they want answers. I'm getting pushback, which is great. Uh, getting a lot of suggestions. I mean, you know, I think Chance Warmax making a career comeback, so that's going to be worth monitoring. <laughs> um oh it's, it's been great it, you know what it's been great like it, it has me less on twitter and more on the text app and i'm available all the time and and some people ask very very good questions some people don't but most people ask very good questions and it's a very thoughtful group so i hope you guys join the group like i said free for two weeks uh you have nothing to lose during free agency you'll get the scoops from me beforehand um we'll also let you know if there's scoops from espn or nfl network we want to be your source for eagles news we want it all to come to you right when you want it right when you need it so uh, we're having a lot of fun there
0: all right we'll wrap on that note um by the way mark and i are going to try as much as we can every time the eagles make a notable move we're going to try and do like a little mini podcast just breaking it down right away so keep an eye out for that because we both think the eagles are going to make a splash in the next couple days so check back on your podcast feed write us some reviews leave us some comments and when we get the chance we'll read them on an episode soon Alright, thanks guys. Cheers.